0: All right, let's do this. How are you, what the fuckers? What the fuck, buddies? What the fucking ears? What the fuckle heads? What the fuck sticks? What the fuckadelics? What the fuckleberry thin, fins? 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 Fin, fins? Fins? that's I, That sounded like it was skipping. I am Mark Marin. This is WTF. Thank you. Someone sent in, what the fuckleheads? heads? Don't think I've said that. And I took it. I'm Mark Marin. I'm sitting here on my fucking cable. Not my cable, my internet is out. And uh, I'm not freaking out. It's just that whatever I'm saying right now has to be sent across the Internet to my producer, Brendan McDonald, and then uh, mashed into the show that you're going to hear right now. So there's a bit of panic because there's a three hour time difference. And I don't know what's going on. Occasionally, the Internet just goes out, but I don't feel paralyzed. I don't feel crippled in any way. I don't feel like uh, that this is a, a problem that I can't live with. It happens occasionally. But if fucking Time Warner doesn't pick up their goddamn phone, I am going to throw my phone through a fucking window just to spite them and me. That's how I work. I'm going to get angry at you. And I'm going to do something stupid enough to make me feel stupid. That's the way it goes. So uh, hopefully this will work out. Maybe it's just uh, one of those temporary things. I can't believe they're not picking up their phone. You're on hold for fucking 20 minutes with bad music, with hope. You start looking at your clock saying like, oh, I'm going to give them three more minutes. I'm going to 3 three more minutes. And I start thinking, wait, if it's that busy, maybe it's a, a whole uh, network problem. That's the positive spin. Isn't it nice what we choose to believe in in that moment? Oh, there must be a lot of people calling because it's an area issue and they're working on it. That's the hope I'm going to glean. All I know is it better fucking be on. Hold on, this is Brendan on texting me. Okay, yeah, he says from New York, speculating on the information I gave him that he's sure there's a major a major outage in my area. Thank you, Brendan, who has no idea what's going on here from New York, uh, placating me because Time Warner won't pick up their fucking phone. We we, don't, we have other choices, Time Warner. We have other choices. Oh my God! Why am I getting sick? Because I'm drained. I'm drained. I've been running around. I've been doing, doing shit, man. I've been trying to make a, make my my lady happy and not always succeeding, but that's life. We're working through it. We're doing it. The woman I'm seeing right now, some call her Moon. She's into conflict resolution, not conflict. That's it. Conflict resolution. Do you know anything about this conflict resolution business? She says things like you have to sit in the discomfort until we resolve the conflict. Wait, I prefer yelling and making a mess of everything and then storming off like a child. No, sit in the discomfort and conflict resolve. So that's a new thing. As, uh, I've been experimenting, as I told you, maybe I didn't tell you with, uh, instead of yelling, I cry now. She enjoys that crying is, uh, uh, you know, if if that's what they want, I'll, I'll squirt out a few because I feel it. I feel it. She also has this habit where she texts me um, quotations. She's very into quotations, uplifting quotations uh, and spiritual quotations and quotations about everything, love or whatever. It helps her. It helps her feel better throughout the day. Uh, reading quotations and then cutting and pasting them and sending it to me. And we were in the middle of a a fairly harried and chaotic emotional discussion. I was a bit of a mess, driving in the car, freaking out, picking her up some food. And uh, I was kind of losing my mind. And in the middle of that, in the middle of a a heated discussion that required emotions and focus, I was driving, I was uh, trying to balance uh, glasses or cups of lemonade in the car And a lot was going on. A lot of emotions were flying around. And uh, she texted uh, a a Play-Doh quote saying, like, this encapsulates exactly what's going on here. Play-Doh. I'm driving. I'm emotionally discombobulated. All right. I'm trying not to spill food and liquid in my car. I'm in the middle of a heated texting discussion with a lot of emotions in the balance. And she sends me a lengthy Play-Doh quote. To sort of sum things up, Plato. A quote that that scholars have been working on for centuries to understand the nuances and depth of. I'm driving, freaking out, in chaos, mind and spirit. How about a little Plato? That should that should make you feel better. Here's a little Plato. Maybe I should text you the Cliff Notes. Or some scholarly work on that section of Plato. Hilarious. Did not, could not handle it. Could not, could not, I was trying to read it while I was driving and I could not absorb it. Um, It'll probably take me weeks to really get into that Plato quote. But uh, thank God everything leveled off. Everything is okay. All right? I don't know if you know this, but... When you're in a new relationship, it seems like it, the it's just a long auditioning process for the last good man on earth. Yeah, say how did I do yesterday? Am I did I get, did I get a call back? Because uh, I felt like I did a pretty good job. Oh, really? No, I didn't quite nail it. Um, but you are give me okay. All right, good. All right, all right, Yeah, I'll be back tomorrow, and uh, I'll, I'll open my heart, and uh, and and I'll, and I'll and I'll and I'll do the right things. Okay, see you tomorrow. Okay, I did better today, right? Oh, good, good. So am I Am I going to, can, can I move on to the next level? No, not yet? Okay. Okay, well, t- okay, so I'll, okay, tomorrow, you know, I'm going to do something thoughtful tomorrow. Oh, that got me bonus points. Spectacular. That's right. I am auditioning for the role of the last good man on earth. And uh, it's in there. It's in there. You know, I think most people are good, but I think whatever's, you know, dragging them through life, protecting them from their own feelings is what makes them a little dicey. Fortunately for me and my relationship, we both have similar dogs guarding our hearts. And uh, yeah, I think they might get along. Now you'd think that they just go at each other, but sometimes those dogs, those heart protecting dogs, they, uh, they get along, man but uh, i'm 50 years old today my guest is annabelle excuse me annabelle Gerwich, uh, who wrote a book uh, uh, about hold on before i get into the book before i gotta find it i think i see it over there on the floor i just i forget sometimes that i have gigs coming up i'm not doing a major tour until i get this new hour straight but i'm doing some gigs i am doing some clubs uh, I figure by after I do like five or six of these workshop shows, I should be ready to to roll out something for the peeps. I'm using all the hip lingo right now. So Friday, April 11th uh, through Saturday, April 12th. So Friday and Saturday, April 11th and 12th. I'm making it up to you, Cleveland. Hilarities! I'll be there. You can go to uh, WTFPod.com. Or go to the Hilarity's website and get the info for that. Thursday, April 17th, and Saturday, through Saturday, April 19th, I will be at Goodnights in Raleigh, North Carolina. Uh, here's a big gig. Friday, April 25th, I'm doing a midnight show in Austin, Texas, at the Moon Tower Comedy Festival. And on Sunday, May 18th, I will be interviewing uh, Vince Vaughn, one-on-one, in Nashville, Tennessee, for the Wild West Comedy Festival. You can go to WTFPod.com and get all that information. And buy tickets and whatnot. I'm fifty years old, people. Fifty fucking years old. I'm not complaining. Don't feel fifty, but you know what? I got some problems because you know what? I have no children. I got no children. I've not had a successful marriage. Uh, neither one of my parents have passed away. I am emotionally incapacitated in the fact that I don't know how to handle certain things because I haven't had the experience. So on some levels, I'm like a 50-year-old child. I I and I look at myself, I know I'm getting older. I know I can see it in my face. I can see it in my nose. I can see it in my body. My body don't look bad, but it don't look like it used to. I can see it in my um my genitals seem to be aging. That's interesting when you notice that. And hey, take a good look at your genitals. You know, if you haven't if you haven't looked at your cock in like 10 years, it's gonna be surprising. Get a little distance, look at your 50 year old dick, and go like oh my God, when did that happen? Not that it's a bad thing. It's just not, you know, it's not the youthful dick you used to have. But the great thing about the guest today, Annabelle Gerwich, who I enjoy, who has been on this show before, but she was on with her husband. And quite frankly, that was a little annoying. And they know that, that. They'd be the first to tell you that. But Annabelle has written a book called I See You Made an Effort, Compliments, Indignities, and Survival Stories from the Edge of 50. It's a woman's voice. And it's uh, you know, it's it was it was sort of new to me because, as you know, I don't have children. I've not had a successful marriage. I have not spent time with a, a woman my age until recently. And uh, I enjoy talking about it because at some point I have to grow the fuck up and, and realize and take the hit. that time is has hit me with and act appropriately. I have to understand. I have to work on empathy. Not everybody is naturally empathetic. I I started to realize that, too, because of of the woman I'm with. I, you know, I'm capable of it, but sometimes you have to work on it. It's not naturally uh, given to everybody. Look, I was not I'm not complaining. Uh, My parents did what they did. And, uh, you know, quite frankly, I have a hard time uh, uh, giving love. I have a hard time accepting love. Those muscles don't really work because I find it to be uh, threatening and intimidating and uh, possibly painful. But empathy that I think the definition of empathy is is being able to um, to put yourself in the position emotionally of the person you're yelling at and perhaps stop yelling. I mean, maybe maybe that's paraphrasing. Maybe that's not the dictionary definition, but I think it's 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 somewhere along the lines of, of being able to 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 put yourself in, 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 in someone else's shoes you know, emotionally so you could experience or at least speculate, you know, what they might be feeling. And uh, a lot of times I think I can do that, but I think uh, really what I do is, is I innately feel something. If, if somebody is in pain, I feel that tangibly, uh, like if they're sitting in front of me, if somebody is excited. I mean, I connect with people very immediately and very directly, as you witnessed from this podcast, but that is an immediate feeling of emotion. You know, I'm not speculating. I'm not like sitting here wondering what they went through because they're telling me. So I'm a good feeler. I think I, I I used to think I was more thinky, but I think I'm more of a feeler. And all the thinky is just to contextualize the uh, the feelings and try to get them into a box so they don't consume me. Box your feelings so they do not consume you. God damn it! How long have I been talking? Is my internet on yet? Would somebody please call Time Warner? Could someone call Time Warner? I've had it with them. I'm I'm putting my foot down, Time Warner. I'm about to go to some independent internet provider. That'd be hilarious if they had those. I imagine they have smaller ones, but just like a guy you call. Hey, buddy, I'm done with Time Warner. Will you come put one of your boxes in? While you got our boxes of feelings. But Can I hook that up to my time capsule? My Apple time capsule? All right, let's talk to Annabelle Gerwich. <laughs> What's going on? What have you done today already?
1: Okay, what have I done? Oh, God. Uh, Well, you know, the day starts, like most days start now, at 6 a.m. Yeah. I uh, suffer the abuse of a teenager who... Wow, uh, is that
0: plane flying into my garage?
1: It just went right into my head.
0: It's a helicopter. For a change. How so, old is your kid?
1: He's 15. And um, he, he's so cruel to me. Yesterday, I forced him uh, under duress to shoot a book video for me. Yeah. And as he's holding the camera, he says to me, Mom, you look just like Bubby.
0: Your grandma. The, my, whose mother? Your mother? My mother. Yeah. And
1: I just like, a piece of my soul just died right there. Like,
0: what? Yeah.
1: I'm that old? No. And, and he said it with so much sincerity, too. Like, it just like pierced my soul. oh
0: <sighs> Ow, but I mean so hold on.
1: the
0: fuck is that helicopter?
1: It's a drug it's a drug mm. bust. Um the tr- okay yeah, the truth is I actually have Pot in the back of my car right now that I confiscated from a teenager. You? Yes, I okay. I confiscated. Okay, you can't call it pot; it's weed. Weed, right? man. I confiscated yeah. the weed did from you, my son. Did yes, you I did today. No, it was, it was actually this is the embarrassing part. It was like about a month ago, and I wanted to get rid of it. I was like so nervous about it. like I've never had pot in the house. We you know we anyway. So so I put it in this little safe. Uh-huh. This little portable safe. Yeah. Um. And I thought I'll. Give it to a friend who, smokes, who weed. smokes weed. However, I have lost the key to that little safe, and so I'm driving around with this safe with this a little bit weed of weed in the in the car, and. I'm thinking, okay, if I get stopped for like a...
0: They'll have to open the safe. To, they'll have
1: to open the safe, I but they can't gonna... open the safe. But what am I going to do with this thing? Meanwhile, I drive the carpool, and none of the kids know that I've got
0: Weed in a safe in your car. Weed in a
1: safe in a car. What's what kind like? of safe? Is it a
0: toy <laughs> safe? like <laughs> What?
1: Okay. See, I never really sort of figured this one out before. Like, why do people have a safe that you could lift and steal if you yeah. were like a, a right. robber? If you No, there? it's... A- but you have to have the key or just like a really big hammer.
0: People can I get guess. anything. They can do. Why why'd you I, it's it's buy this safe?
1: Stupid. I bought the safe to put... To put medications in a, in our house because a couple like about a year ago because I'm thinking you know I hear that uh, I hear that the teenagers these days go through people's you know medications in people's house. What I kind of medications do you have in your
0: house that people would enjoy?
1: Well, um, I have a clonopin and okay. Jeff has. As like ativan for okay lying yeah and i mean i did a lot of quaaludes as a teenager they're gone they're gone but i did look through people's i looked through my friends parents so it
0: sounds like there's an, a, a healthy chest. trustworthy relationship between you and your 15 year old son which makes it's heartwarming to know that you
1: know what you just can't you can't win with a teenager I, all right so let's go back to win. he, he okay. just yes uh-huh. says
0: you you look like your mother oh yeah but he, and yes, it, he was fill, it, it was filled it was filled with venom he knows that it was going to hurt you you
1: know the funny thing is is he said it so sincerely that's what really hurt because he says a lot of horrible things to me which is what they're supposed to do you know there's this, this is psychological thing so this is okay thing. well no that one wasn't okay mm. the usual abuse of like I hate you you're the worst mother in the world to me you get I, that yes I when I hear that I, I think okay I'm doing the right thing Yes, yeah. this, this is going right because you're supposed to hate your mother you're supposed to separate this is psychologically speaking with in the norm
0: but isn't that supposed you know. to happen a little younger or is at the time 15
1: uh, you know i don't prob- know i don't have children yeah, i know so the problem is you get these like books when you have kids right yeah. And first of all, it's all a problem from the very beginning yeah. because when you're pregnant, you're reading like what to do when you're pregnant. Did you any know, of those just, books help you? No, because I didn't read them. Because well, the problem is you're always reading too late, yeah. right? Because like then you're you know you're reading all about pregnancy when you're pregnant, like you're already pregnant. Yeah, really, yeah. you really need to read re- teenage because then it's all like once the kid is born, it's like things go fast forward so quickly. You never can catch up. And now the teenage thing, I have like every book about. I have this book called like. Um, I hate you, but will you please drive me and Cheryl to the mall? Yeah. Like, I I don't know. It's a book? Yeah, it's a book.
0: But how much no. ultimately... It, Nature I or nurture? Well, it's just instinctual in terms of how you were brought up and, and your certain things I imagine you don't want to repeat. There's
1: nothing instinctual about knowing how much time a kid should spend on the internet. That is not in our DNA yet, maybe in no, the No, but future. I mean, but in
0: terms of the emotional yeah. behavior. Oh, I don't know.
1: You know, it's so it's really confusing.
0: Did you have really any good confusing. times with this child?
1: With this child, yes. When he's sleeping, it's great. No, right but I mean, because I yeah. I'm, or he's uh, sick, and then I get to like massage. My brother
0: has like kids, this. so I don't uh-huh. have any. Right. So, so mm-hmm. my my proximity to them is limited, and my approach to them is not based in any sort of experience. But from right. what I can tell, right, uh, there are good periods and bad periods, and you just accept them if they're if they're reasonable. Yeah. I mean, you can't. The, your kid's right. not going to like you all the time. Right. Right. And there's right. going to be a, a yeah. long stretch well, of. time time where they're yeah. like fuck you
1: no it's true i mean look you know that the whole having kid thing is like they've just done all these recent research saying you know if you're having kid to be happier don't because it doesn't make you happy. No, i believe me i know that from right. observation well, you, you know that but but the thing is is you know you, you know i you feel like you know by doing it you're part of like the human experience we well, sort like of have to do thing. it i mean some people you, are driven you know. to do it
0: and it makes sense it's I, I not was never, weird i
1: was never that person you know who and was then, jeff you know, Jeff was a little bit more, but I, I woke up one day and that biological clock thing was ticking. But then, I'll tell you, so so there have been good times. But the thing is, at this point, the pleasure comes in, in, in watching this person grow. Not with you, not that yeah. they share it with you, but anything that happens for him that is good or that has seeds of being good in the future is, is really heartwarming. You know, you don't share that experience with them because they don't want anything to do with you. But I take... Pleasure. I am not going to say happiness, but I take I take pleasure in it. The really weird thing, though, is like so. I am fifty two now, which is just like a really weird thing to to, to be right. Well, that's what the book is uh, about. That is what the book is about. But when I uh, when this is something you don't have to go through. But when the thing happened, when the end of fertility happened, it wasn't like I wanted to have more kids, but the idea that I couldn't, that 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 something you know that. Is a reality. Times up. Is that, yes. That is like a really. That is a, a finality. But and I, that is that's big. That is a really big thing for women. You cannot underestimate this when it happens. And when, it is. It is. It's. Are huge. we talking about menopause? I'm talking yeah that's is that, what, is that I just said thing because But is know, that what it is? Uh, is that
0: what we're talking about?
1: Yeah, we are. All right, well yeah, let me let
0: me get back to something that was pleasant. It,
1: okay, pleasant.
0: So, yeah, I think right. what you said was interesting about uh, uh-huh. observing a kid who's going through this stage where and I know that as a as a, a kid uh, and having those feelings sometimes myself, there's a belligerence to being a teenager. Mm-hmm. But because mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. this is your child, and you understand all his complexities and vulnerabilities, that you know when he's fighting through something or having an experience, even though you know you can't say like that, really made me feel good that you did that because he'll just go like, leave me alone, ma. Uh-huh. But that connection is so deep that you can feel the gratification and and the uh, the joy of of that struggle or that yeah. That, and, and then um, there are these moments. Thing. Okay,
1: so like I me I took him to see uh, his first. Um, check off play, okay? Mm-hmm. And so, uh, you know, the first part, he's a little bit, it's Ivanov, right? The mm-hmm. first part, he's a little bit restless and everything. And by the end, he's streaming with tears. <laughs> and I'm like, yes, I <laughs> have successfully depressed my kid. I have shown him the the horrible existential nature and how just pointless it all is. But is that what you did? Long- or did you,
0: did you, uh, you know. I per- took
1: him there. I took him there. No, you there took him to the. I, you took him is,
0: to theater.
1: Yes, I did. And you were uh-huh. curious
0: as to whether or not theater would yes. have an effect on your 15-year-old child. Yes. And uh-huh. the power of theater delivered the message of the play it you did. chose. It so did. I mean, don't it minimize it by, by dragging it into some, like, it wasn't an existential point. You were trying to, uh, you know, broaden your child's horizon.
1: Right. Well, but the thing is, you know, I've taken him to see a lot of theater. And usually, <laughs> and, and, and so the, 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 that one was like a particular one. Like, he came to see me in a play and he was like, yeah, it was pretty good mom he's, you know, he's was not he his, right um, he, he, yeah yeah I guess so but because then like the next year I took him to see uh, this David Mamet play American Buffalo and he's like mom within the first five minutes this play is so much better than the play I who saw played, you who uh,
0: played uh, the lead
1: I don't, I don't remember it was who. just I, a, a, a local production no it was it was the Geffen it was really good I just I cannot that plays it's a, like a, my short term
0: memory the pace of just, that thing
1: it's, just, it's and they say just full full fuck of, a lot it's full of cock just, it's, it's full on boy play oh yeah no I knew he'd love it like I'm a little Sick of that play, but no, it was it was great. And I mean, but and for him, I wanted him to see it. I just this is the one thing you can do as a parent right now is take him places, you expose like, him. Places. Right? Did you grow
0: up in you grew up in New York? Right?
1: I grew up actually all over in Alabama and Delaware.
0: But you're making choices mm-hmm. uh, uh, to to broaden your son's horizons and in, into the interests that you found intellectually nourishing for well, you. Well, no,
1: no, I'm making choices to broaden my son's horizons in the only one single fucking thing I know about. It's just my. If I knew about other things, I could expose them to other things. This is the one thing I got. What, theater? Yes. That's it. That's it. And what about the paintings
0: and and the things?
1: uh, Well, yeah. Okay, sure. That's the arts in general. That is uh, the arts in general. general.
0: Read this poem. Does it do anything?
1: Uh, you know at this point in time I can barely get that kind of thing in there but like I can sort of get him to come out with me if the no there's no concert that night if nobody's around I mean there's like a there's like a window of things is he driving that that? I can get he's not driving you know, it's really strange teenagers don't seem to want to drive as much I mean this is one of the products of this thank weird... God well th- that's true except there's no that, public transportation n- here well it's not just that <laughs> it's that they, they are, they're they're texting each other and they're on the internet and you know they call this generation the shallows um which is well I read that. I don't think I made that up. I wish I had made that up. Mm-hmm. But like the millennials are also called the shallows because their relationships are primarily Mediated. you know, flat. They're yeah. online. And this is, I mean, it's really sad. I mean, he takes public transportation. But I wish he wanted to drive because also it would give us leverage to try to get him to do other things. It's all about the bargaining. It's all about the bribery. This is what, it, you know, what it's to. What do you mean to. leverage? Well, okay, leverage. Like if you do this, we will get you your driver's license and you can drive. But no, he doesn't want it enough. It's hard to figure out what they want
0: right now. Yeah, it'll it'll become clear. I would All hope right, so. So this book, mm-hmm. I see you made an effort, mm-hmm. compliments and dignities and survival stories. It's a
1: long title from the
0: edge of fifty. That's right. By Annabelle Gerwich. Uh-huh. That,
1: that, yeah. Since 1961, I actually put that on my business cards. Now. Yeah, I'm, I'm since
0: 1963.
1: So, so, I'm older than you. A couple okay. years. I'm, that just it is a weird.
0: All right. So let's get back to to this thing. moment where yes. you realize uh-huh. that uh, that it's over on the ovarian okay. level. See,
1: see, the thing is, the ovarian level is just one of those things that are over. I mean, I don't want to like you know bring you. Down Why'd here? you write the but, book? Well, this what is, was your concern? Okay. Okay. You're concern,
0: you're a, you're an, you're an activated a, uh, progressive uh-huh. person. Yes, there's a, you know off, I I imagine you feel like you know come on, ladies.
1: Okay, first of all, <laughs> it is not just about the ladies, although there are you know pink granny panties on the cover. And let me just say that was not what I picked. It just no, I know that's, how that works. You know how that? Yeah. You, you know how they that works. They want to sell a book. Usually, it's like little animals. Yeah, they try to put little yeah. animals on there, something like,
0: to grab the eye.
1: I don't know, bears. So, love from what I understand, bookstores
0: don't even function as any more than a showroom for people to go to see what they like then go order online
1: you know i love bookstores yeah i do too but let's get back to this okay so the thing was i did not intend to write a book about you know aging this was not what happened what happened was i was writing these series of essays and they were i thought they were just unconnected and uh, the first one in the book was actually this story about taking my son to this concert and, what um, concert? It was uh, this private concert for a band that I'm a little obsessed with now. I'm a little embarrassed. It's uh, Titus Andronicus. I have him in here. I I saw that. I saw I Patrick Stickles. I, yeah, I kinda have this, like, in, kind of have like this crush on Patrick Stickles. Oh,
0: that's interesting. Uh,
1: yeah. So, all right. Because I don't know him. Cause
0: Did you listen to the interview?
1: No, not yet. Why? Am I going to not have a crush no, on I'm him. No, I'm sure you
0: you'll adore him. He's a very uh conflicted uh, uh you know bipolar artist.
1: Oh, great. Might be
0: perfect oh, for great. you. Oh,
1: great. Let me just say it's the image of very so, earnest here, here, here's dude. Here's what happened. So, yeah, I, I How'd you
0: get How did you get How did this happen?
1: So, this friend of mine has this daughter cuz they're so you know, some of the people some of these teenagers are very ambitious. She's got this web show mm-hmm. and they invite bands. And it's Titus Andronicus, and so I scored this invitation. I'm like, "Oh, my son's going to like it. I'm going to be <laughs> Did he know the band? Um, no, he didn't know the band, uh-huh. actually. Did you um, then,
0: or did you go research I didn't after know that, the right. band, but
1: I knew that it was a play by Shakespeare, which I had forgotten at that moment, is, of course, the one where the Queen of the Goths eats her sons in a pie, which is just all too and it's not good. Anyway, so I take him to this concert thinking, I'm going to be this cool mom. This is a way for us to get together, and they're shooting this thing, and while we're at the concert... Uh, I I just I really like the I, I started to really like the music. I was yeah. like, oh, this is punk. Straight up punk a, it rock. It's really yeah. really yeah. great. So and then and the song he was playing was this one where he mixed Civil War letters the mo- from
0: the monitor. Yes, yeah, yeah. from the
1: monitor. And I was like, oh, this is kind of really cool. And um, so I started to move closer. Yeah. And I, this arm grabs me and says, oh no, we can't be on camera. As another one of the dads, I'm like, oh my god oh my God, like a leper. I have to be quarantined. I cannot be seen. I'm too old to be photographed. And then it was like, it was like one after another, these things hit me and I see all the teenagers and it's like, their skin is glowing. It's like, they've got cleat lights on them. They're like lit up and we are cowering parents in the background. And then I realized the band, Patrick starts talking to them, talking about war and things he's read on blogs about wars. and, and, and he's, telling them they can change the world one day and I realized he's not even looking at us. Why? We don't exist. We are invisible. <laughs> we failed. are the past. You failed. Right, right. <laughs> we it was like it was like a camera was moving back and we were receding in the distance and I realized how Invisible we were, and how I would not be seen by these people, by these young people, or known by these young people unless I was in the company of a young person. How how or in in
0: a a place of authority as a teacher or in
1: a place of authority or driving
0: a car with other kids in it.
1: Well, no, they don't see you. They just you're just like this 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 (laughs) lump, right? But so I realized that how I was becoming so invisible. Of course, unless you're Betty White, because they're. The world always has one old person, one that they just love. As long She's as they
0: keep it together, just
1: one, yeah, just one. Not no, you can't have We're more. We're not one. that age yet. Well, no, but you know, you can see the future in that moment. In that moment, at that concert, I saw the future, and I just saw it in a flash. So then, so there's other stories. So I, my computer's not working. I go to the Apple Genius Bar, mm-hmm. and I. <sighs> All madly in crush with my Apple genius. Um, How old is he? um, Autumn. Yeah. Like the season. Uh Uh, He was 24, Uh 26. Uh And I, of course, realized I was madly in lust or love with him because he could fix my computer. Uh And that is the attribute that I find really. Sexually, now, did you a tell Jeff about this? Someone, no, I did not tell Jeff about this. But you this.
0: wrote it in the book. I wrote it in the book. Did, he, and did I, Jeff go like, when was this happening? <laughs>
1: Jeff doesn't re- I, he didn't read this stuff. Okay. But, I,
0: All right, fine. No need to this. So this is a secret. This is a I secret. I tried that once. Eventually they yeah. read it, you know. Uh,
1: you know, I, he's, I don't know. He's so sick of me these days. I don't know if he's reading this. But okay. so then it was a whole thing about like, okay, this sexual fantasy. Then I'm like, well, where could we go uh, at our house? No, because there's tweezers under my pillow and spanks at the mm-hmm. edge. <laughs> in the bed, and there's a drawing by my son. I, I can't go to a, a cheap hotel because I'm too old for it. It's going to be a yeah. nice hotel, but I don't have the money for it. It was like all these things. I just
0: realized it's never going to happen. You so can't do anything publicly where you're not going to be seen and someone's going to tweet about it. It is. There's nothing, it, it's, it's
1: nothing left for this. Plus, meanwhile, what am I going to talk to him about? I can't talk to this kid about anything. Is it
0: about talking at that point?
1: Well, clearly, talking is out. Drinking is in. I'd have to be drinking. And plus, I mean, what if I was like a hotel? tell with him right if we were going to order room service I'd have to take out my reading glasses I mean just all the sort of age related things so anyway this the whole point of this you story know, the,
0: the, I hope you just went home and masturbated like a grown up
1: well of course I did <laughs> but of course I did but actually the, the, the whole thing came to uh, a head when I just realized of course you know I'm nothing to Autumn again like he's not thinking about me I'm thinking about him I'm thinking about me you don't know so, well I don't I don't know it's true I've actually heard the Apple geniuses get a lot of pussy it's is that like, true oh yeah is that They're, true yes yes you can look at it online when you go online uh-huh. do this go online and and put like a, when you reviews of the Apple, t- Apple stores people write about like where the cute geniuses are. And apparently there's this thing between people, people women. There's Because uh-huh. there's there's a thing about Trader Joe's baggers versus Apple geniuses. Who's cuter? Who you can get to fuck you easier? It's like a whole hookup thing. It's better than internet dating. I'm, t- I'm telling you. This, so this women is, you're are talking this. about
0: married women
1: Talking about older We're women, over, like
0: thirty-five uh-huh. to fifty.
1: Yeah. Over, oh no. Oh, not older than fifty. Fifty doesn't. Wait, what? The fifties, the end. Thirty-five the to off.
0: 60, 70, Whatever. Whatever. You,
1: whatever. you gotta have something to shoot for. But okay. That's so, who they're going. They're praying. These yes. these suburban yes. female uh-huh. predators
0: <laughs> are right. praying on right. these baggers of TJs <laughs> and and Apple yes. geniuses.
1: Yes, it's so true. It's so true. But so okay. The whole point it's of telling, telling, time. The it's time. telling the story. It's different time. Telling the story. The
0: tennis pro. The te-
1: oh yes. The pool guy. The tennis pro. (laughs) Sadly, my tennis pro is Stacy Cohen and I'm not hitting on Stacy. So the whole thing was, was I started writing these stories Mm -hmm. and then I realized they were age related and I realized it was all about this moment where there was this sort of... Uh, you know, real finality. And this. so the theme of this book is actually that we're doing ourselves a huge disservice in this, you know, youth-oriented culture. You know, 40 is a new... 30, 50 is new yeah. 40. This is bullshit. Yeah. I mean, it's so not true. First of all, anyone who's 40, when you're 50, they know you're not 40. You <laughs> are clearly old. Who the fuck? Who are you kidding? Is that true? Yes, Mark, it is
0: true. Because some of this, to me, seems to be about... Yeah, you know, our generation specifically, which yes. is uh-huh. you know somewhat narcissistic, you know somewhat mm-hmm. not used to acknowledging age. I think that we have trouble you know dressing for like we don't know how to be the age we are at. once that's, we That's cross like, it. That, that's exactly right. You know, yeah. I mean,
1: I mean for you know girls my who are my age, we grew up watching these Clairol commercials that said you're not getting older, you're getting better. Uh, in, excuse me, you are getting older. But there was also a very a, a
0: good a very weird distinction when we were younger, like. Mm-hmm you know our parents were our parents they didn't look like anything other than that our grandparents right. were like well that's you know that's our right. grandparents i'm sure that still exists but at some point there was this weird line blur casual
1: fridays did everybody in i think it just the, the, with the 60s the boomer generation yeah, it's true. Mm-hmm.
0: that you know they mm-hmm. there there was this sort of a, a sense of, of entitlement and self-centeredness and and cultural kind of relevance of the boomers that that sort of changed right. everything well the and, great
1: the great generation that came before that right. um, the the greatest generation they i mean they kind of aspired to adulthood exactly. to the time okay, when they put go. on suits. Okay. We devolved. It's like a de-evolution right. process. But in particular... My, my grandfather yeah. used
0: to go to the you know. beach in long pants and black right, socks. Right.
1: I've got a picture <laughs> of my grandparents on Atlantic City boardwalk and they're wearing suits, tie, they were, yeah, it's a whole thing. Now, I'm not saying, first of all, actually, that is one thing that I want to say is true. When, as you get older, I think, Dressing better is actually a good thing. It just it it, it actually it it, it helps. It helps with the aging. Owning your age is a good thing. Is that what you're trying to say? Yes, I do. I really think so. Now, I mean, I do think we're in a little bit of sort of unknown territory of how it's supposed to be. And this is not only psychological, it's biological. So we're caught in this transitional generation. So we're living longer, okay? So that means that it would be natural that we would you know, perhaps want to remain youthful. And I'm not saying you shouldn't remain youthful and energetic and do all those things. Look, I have a
0: mother who, i don't even know her real hair color uh, apparently i learned that recently that her she's had fake breasts since i since i was bar mitzvah really? that i didn't know, you about. didn't know that i didn't know that when she told me she That's was getting replaced it was oh, jarring she had like the is, original ones wow uh you know That's, her you know she's uh, very shameless about about botox and and, uh-huh. and that type of work right. and uh you know she wears uh well, should
1: she be shameful
0: No, no, no. I mean, but you know, either there are some people that try and pull it over on you. It's always been. It was always a joke with my family that you know when she she for years wanted to be twenty seven. That was the age that we had to leave her at, and then she sort of Mm -hmm. moved it up occasionally. Mm -hmm. And now, like, she's very aware of her age, and I think she has grown up a bit. But she always tells me it's like I just don't feel. I don't like. Well, see, I don't feel
1: feel feel that different. Yes. Well, I don't see. Actually, I do feel different. I'm going to say I do feel different. It is a strange thing. I mean, mentally. Yes, as that number fifty approach. I, I did. It really freaked me out. And even to say it out loud sometimes is really weird. But I'm doing that because I found that. That I think it's empowering. I think when you're running from something, you know, it's that. Is it Freudian thing? Are it's you music.
0: running, or are you just sort of I like? I think people
1: are running is from it. it. A, but I think you. I think people are running from it, and there's a good reason they're running from it. First of all, if you're unemployed and you're older, it's harder to get a job. It's harder to keep your job. People over 50 stay unemployed longer. And in this in, in in United States, that you know, the long term unemployed are are older. I mean, there's a lot of serious issues, but the thing is, there are serious issues. I mean, at this age, first of all our parents are declining i don't know about your parents my parents are declining well oh, they're still both still they're, alive they're both still alive jeff's dad uh, died last year but my parents are you know we had to sell the house there's there's health issues i mean there's there's real things you have to face i mean i have a lot of friends who've lost their parents at this time everybody i know it's like every weekend i try to get together with someone someone's father sick their mother's all these different things i mean these, but these are just realities is, right but this is but it particularly at this period of right. time in your life is this moment i mean mm-hmm. not only that but there are other issues to I me mean, besides my own health issues some things have caught up with me some genetic predispositions have absolutely caught up with me like eating i can't eat that much anymore because i'm 52 mm-hmm. i just can't eat stuff without it's like i feel like i've got this like like a sweater tied around my waist but but those are like practical things but those are but those are real things i know but i think it's interesting is that
0: that like because i haven't had to process that you know and i and i know uh it's coming the not the food thing i've always had you know Uh i'm always crazy about that but the idea that people pass it that that when i turn 50 i I didn't make a big deal out of it but recently Uh i've been like they're, they're, I, I feel okay with it in the sense that, like, I now have a certain amount of wisdom, I now have a certain amount of experience, right. I now feel like, you know, there's certain. there are a lot of things that aren't important to me like they used to be, and there are new things coming, which you're telling me about. I know that eventually my parents are going to get ill, or they're, they're, mm-hmm. I'm, I, I'm probably going to have to bury my parents, And but these are life things. Do you think it's harder for this generation of grownups to to deal with this stuff, or do you feel like that we
1: were stuck in this you know always young moment? I mean, so when things when real things hit, and I think at this time in your life, I mean, okay, so uh, so when I hit fifty, I got arthritis in my hands like what the fuck i mean what <laughs> what first of all, okay this is so embarrassing right i was putting together this trampoline for my son and uh-huh. his friends right and i first of all i love power tools yeah. i am like super you know like i'm like that person right i'm uh-huh. always my power tools and do this thing afterwards i'm in so much pain and i you know for two days but it goes away but i notice on my hands i have these like bumps and Okay, so my, I thought that I thought I had uh, warts, uh-huh. so I was putting these like these uh-huh, like yeah. these like I don't know what that prep, uh-huh. I don't know preparation. is, something whatever, uh, n- not going away. Uh-huh. I look on the internet, and you know when you're this age and you look on the internet at things, this is very no, Doctor no, Google. No, always bad. So it said that I had it was possibly this thing called Heberden's nodes, right? Mm. So uh, which is a form of osteoarthritis. Mm-hmm. So I go in to see a rheumatologist. And it's it was just first of all you make an appointment with a rheumatologist you're going to feel old. I mean there's just no way to get around it. You hear that word, oh yeah. my like, me. Yeah. I go there and he says, "Oh, you're my youngest patient." I'm like, oh, "Thank you. Yes. Thank you." Just you know, just yeah. tell me right now. Uh, and he says, "Oh, yes, um you have cor- actually you've correctly diagnosed it, but we don't call that Heberden's nose. We just call it by the colloquial terms old lady hands." No. Yes.
0: Uh-huh
1: so I'm mean, like, you know that was like what I've got it. So, and I remembered my grandmother had it had it, but she was raised in the depression, so she never complained, leaving me completely unprepared for this thing. It's a genetic thing this is like it just caught up with me I mean so there are things like that, but and, and that's one of the things I write about in the book, but there's a whole other issue that I write about that yeah. I never I've never written about before, which is about class and about um, class structure, class hierarchy, yeah. hierarchy mm-hmm. and about that moment when you realize that you you just may be where you are. Like you, you know, you may not be getting somewhere, going somewhere. I had this realization.
0: is an important realization to make, and I and I have to say that yeah. there, there's part of me. You know, having made that realization a few years back, but there's part of me that, that says in my mind, like, oh, well, congratulations, you're growing up.
1: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Good for well, you. That's, at 50. Thank you. Oh, fuck you. Like, why, why, why? No, the truth is, why wasn't it at 40? Because at 40, we're still younger. And at 40, I was making so much more money. Let me just say that. That's mm-hmm. <laughs> true, you know?
0: All right. So go on. The and, Beverly okay, Wilshire. So I'm
1: at the Beverly Wilshire Hotel and, you know, you're a comedian. You're hosting an event there. You go to these places, right? Yeah. And I realized when I was going there that I don't pay for my stays in hotels like that. Yeah. I only stay in hotels like that when other people are paying. Right. But there are people who are staying there who are even younger than me who are paying to stay and there. Don't and, I have, and don't even make choice about it. Right. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's not like where am I going to stay? Can right. I afford that? No, it's just we'll stay like, at the Beverly Wilshire, right? Yeah. Right.
1: And I just I had this oh my god when I was younger, um, you you had this realization. I don't know if you feel this as a ma'am, but that your youth and a certain amount of beauty. In, in my case, I consider it more just style. Mm-hmm. I really knew how to work it. I wouldn't say I was beautiful, but I had a thing. Mm-hmm. I had a thing. Yeah, yeah, And it gives you it gives you um, entree into all these places. Charm. And you pass in and out of all kinds of places of Mm -hmm. class, you know, and, and, Suddenly, you realize, oh, I'm visiting my friends at their vacation homes. I I, I don't even own my one home. It's mortgage. I mean, it's like, (laughs) wait, there's a whole other world that I, when I was younger, I thought of as like the grown-up world. You're going to get there. And the funny thing is, is I wasn't even trying to get there. I just, I guess, I assumed I would always be able to go in and out of these places. And then it hit me, well, No no i'm a visitor in these places and you i think those are the kind of realizations that are you know it, it's it, in in a way i mean when it first hit me i was like oh wow but then it can be freeing because i just said you know what i just i am who i am i'm not becoming anything anymore i just me and you're actually your work and you're, i'm just you're... doing my thing and i've sort of it allowed me by by Facing it, it allowed. I feel like this, you know, saying this age, realizing these things, it has it has freed me up.
0: Well, of yes. course, because you know, I think a lot of times when you you stay in that other mindset, you really miss a lot of your life.
1: Well, you have so much anxiety about you, getting somewhere. Yeah,
0: right. Mm-hmm. But not just anxiety, but you you no longer. A lot of people say you should enjoy the process, or the process is where it's at. Right. But like when you're when you're trying to move towards something, even if right. it's not as conscious as as you know, organized ambition, uh, there's part of you that never thinks what you have is any good
1: right you're denying your reality at all times yeah, all
0: of it yeah. the joy of it uh, you know the, the struggle of it all of it right because right. you're not right. where you need to be
1: right right exactly and I mean okay maybe it's like maybe everybody else has done this and I haven't but I think that this is also a product of the youth culture of of, the, of, of staying young forever young stay forever young I mean you think you know I, th- I think that's part of that is a denial of certain realities I mean I think that's part of the hallmark but but of there's the
0: a, but there's a humiliation to it, if you if you there don't is, acknowledge it. that that is. I don't I do not think that, there, that I think there's a difference between humiliation and humility, mm-hmm. but depending on you know how deluded you remain. Is really gonna, uh, really gonna uh, sort of um, reveal how humiliating it can be. I, I find it very endearing, you know. As I get older, and I realize I'm getting older, and I accept it, and I'm, I'm on the cusp, you know. I find mm-hmm. myself in a lot of situations with younger people. I'm, my audiences are younger people. I'm thankful that somehow or another that my emotional terrain, uh, it, you know, it runs from age thirteen to seventy in specific people. That there is a timelessness to, to my particular neurosis. Mm-hmm. But I think that
1: oh, isn't that great? Great, it this is. Timelessness. That's a that's a really that's amazing. That's amazing well, realization. You know, to have. Well, yeah.
0: existential struggle is what it is. It's, it's true. It's so true. so in this struggle that you're talking about, I'm waiting about for is my
1: the, son to read The Stranger and call me and tell me
0: what that <laughs> <Sorry>, going. <laughs> I on. don't even know if I got that the first time. I never got the the real existential things, you know that I needed to get. But what I'm saying is that as like I started dating someone who's in my age bracket, uh-huh. and it's mm. uh, it's spectacular. You know, like I was never, I was never that organized around dating younger women or whatever. But there, there is a, there's a strength to it if you accept it, uh, yeah. and 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 it's okay. And you're not supposed to be running around w- with a bunch of kids. You know, feeling, uh, you know, it, it's almost like you're setting yourself up for for right. feeling insecure right. or, or, or comparing right. yourself you right. at some point you should say like well I, I good luck with that you know it, this is what happened to me right and uh you know I, I hope uh, I hope you have a good time it's,
1: it's it. can be very is there anything
0: I can do to help <laughs> yeah
1: yeah it can be, you know it's like you know it's funny because like I remember when I um was growing up and there was always like I always had like someone who was a little bit older yeah, in my too, life yeah. like I had this opera singing teacher who basically first of all I had a terrible voice ter- I we couldn't sing at all and I'm sure she never mentioned it because what she would do is I was in high school and actually junior high as well she would serve us schnapps and she would tell me stories about it It That's a great adult role model It's fantastic Yeah But um, I realize now I am that for people now like
0: i always that's an important role it's
1: an important role like i speak whenever i you know speaker speak at colleges or something and people i they come to la I, I feed them they work for me and at first i thought oh i'm just like they're with me and i know them and then i We're realized no, i'm their i'm their older friend and but that's more than great. that you're
0: you're you're uh, an example and, and, you know, I think that, you know, given the type of work you do and the concerns that you have and, and what you're active about, you're a good example. And that's... Uh, no, but but seriously. I, you know, yeah, I mean... You... I mean, if you're instigating and and, and, and sort of inspiring people mm-hmm. to think along the lines that, that you think are important or, and are righteous, it's a, it's an important thing. Or, or even just right. to give younger people some sense of self-awareness that, that what they're going through is not unique or, or, or isolating. I mean, the, these are... You know, you got to accept your role.
1: Yeah. It's true, you know, except with my kid, which is just a disaster. Everything, you know, that, that's, that's, yeah, but but your, kid an, to, your kid doesn't want it. Your kid's, and he's that's always going
0: to be stand up again. You know, eventually, I think they, if something doesn't go horribly wrong, they learn to appreciate you. God,
1: I hope so. You know, I mean, you know, you hope so. I'm like, I'm always thinking like 30 years, if I can just live 30 years, I will just, I, it will all come back. But that is, that is this weird thing. And this is another thing that makes our generation different. So, When my mother turned 50, I was... In college, uh-huh. So right. I, I didn't see her right, go right. through this. This is also part of the problem with what my we're mother going when she's 22. through now, right? Yes, right. My, my mother was a grandmother. My sister had kids by then, right? Yeah. I'm 50. I got a teenager living at home. My grandmother was 50. She had one foot in the grave already. Yeah. That foot had diabetes. I mean, <laughs> yeah. it was a completely
0: different... Yeah. <laughs> I mean,
1: it was like that foot... She had like the stockings that were rolled down. I mean, you know, this is going into a new place. So we're trying to figure... This out but I also this but I like. also
0: think that what we're talking about is, is is relatively class specific that 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 people you know within your class I mean not uh-huh. not the people that you know you're visiting at their summer homes but you know we are a generation of you know, those of us who who decided to do what we wanted to do as mm-hmm. opposed to do what we had to do.
1: Very baby boomer. Right. It's, it it, means,
0: that, you know, the, yeah. the whole idea of... of you know, Gen I got X my, too. Yeah, yeah, that I'm... You know, mm-hmm. I got things to do. I don't want to have kids yet. Right. So that, you know, the repercussions of that are, are what they are. I mean, I don't think there's anything wrong with being an older parent, but there is something to be said uh, uh, about... You know, I, I criticize my parents for sort of was just blindly having children because they thought they had to in their twenties,
1: right? But, but, but there then is, it makes sense. It, it, there, it,
0: there is a continuity there.
1: Yeah, I mean, and look, by a lot, this is where biology, psychology, they they don't really mix. Uh-huh. I mean, biologically speaking, you're supposed to have kids when they're, you're that young. Uh-huh. Okay, when you're that young, you have the energy for it. You know, when you're this age, I'm going through this hormone stuff, and all yeah. my kid is going through this hormone. It's like clash of <laughs> the hormones. <laughs> He's got too many i don't have enough i mean it's it wasn't like that before i mean just in just in in the terms of evolutionary Uh terms right so we're going into a new territory i mean just in the evolution of our society that's just there's still plenty of people that have kids younger it's true all over the world
0: most i think probably still
1: Yes. Now, the thing is, though, in every first world country, people are waiting longer. Right. So, this is the trend that humanity is, is heading towards. By the way, this is not a social research book, <laughs> but I mean, but it, no, is, no, no. But it so- is true. I mean, I always, I mean, this is what I do like to do. I do like to try to, you know, find comedy in these things that are in the zeitgeist. I mean, if it was just about, but, you know, my life, I would be a little bit sad. I do think it is a whole cultural But in, shift.
0: in, in, in the arc of, 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 writing this book mm-hmm. I mean what, what were some of the other things you were okay so you, you dealt with the, the realities of parenting you deal mm-hmm. with the realities mm-hmm. of, of, of genetic uh, uh,
1: predisposition. Of predisposition towards uh, aging I have a genetic predisposition towards aging but it's shit's a,
0: gonna happen you know like you know when, like you know, I can feel the thing is is that you will be humbled you know, if you, you live be. long enough, life and is humble. That's right. Yeah. But and, and eventually, in, you know, you wonder like, well, what what happens when I become fragile? Okay.
1: So you know, here's the thing that I mean. Here's one of the things. If there's like something you know positive that I took from this moment, you know, I and I write about this in book. I have let go of a certain amount of uh, perfectionism, which is a which is like that was definitely the. Whole, I just could not do things unless. I was great at it, yeah, unless I thought I could really do something with it like uh, you know, anything from uh, math, um, monogamy, oh, yeah, <laughs> I mean anything that takes patience, I couldn't do, right? had to you know, so I'm I've let myself take this moment to say you know just fuck it yeah so i started try some stuff yeah i started i mean i I play tennis like three times a week yeah and i'm not good at it but i'm doing it anyway yeah Yeah. i started a meditation practice i'm probably the worst meditator in the world i've had exactly one sort of like big thought and that one big thought was that it's something I realized after two years of meditation that I bought a house that you can hear the freeway from. I didn't know it for the last 15 years. I've lived in this house and I never heard it. I just never was like, you know, quiet enough to, to hear that, that. Was that
0: a positive meditation experience now that this you is, become I mean, mindful of the freeway have, noise? Yeah, you know, These
1: people, this is the thing. People are like, oh, meditation's meditation so great. No, I really hate it. I hate sitting down and doing it, but... I, I know it's 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 doing a good thing for me, but it's not like I like it and I'm good at it. So, you know, these are some of the things I have you know, realize, but well, there's, yeah.
0: Well, what are your thoughts in in, in mm-hmm. terms of like uh, being humbled by this and and uh, and recognizing it mm-hmm. and and seeking to be empowered through it, or at least uh-huh. have some acceptance around it, mm-hmm. which that seems to be what you're doing. Yes, uh, I
1: think so. Yeah, uh-huh. right. Yes.
0: Well, what what do you find that the in your peer group what what are the what are the biggest struggles you know about you know being a woman? Because I'm, I imagine that you have friends who are who are single. Uh, in this right now and and we i mean yeah your heart's got to break a bit for 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 the just the the cultural reality and the struggles that your peers are having yeah
1: you know it's interesting um you know i have i did an assisted suicide with somebody uh, which is something i did never i never expected to do what how does that
0: um, how does that happen
1: how does that happen well we are at this age where no, I understand you know, that. But what, people, what was sunshine. the whole story?
0: What was the? Do you know who's this person it, in your yeah, life?
1: Yeah, she was a really good friend of mine, one of my best friends, and she had pancreatic cancer. Now, when I was younger, I didn't know which was the good cancer or the bad cancer. But I am old enough to know now that pancreatic cancer is the no one gets out of your life bad cancer. Yeah. So, uh, and which is so weird. I mean, really and truly, I didn't know, when I you know young. You don't think about these things. And when I met her, my friend Robin. Um, she was a, a comedy producer at HBO. So she, uh, you know, there was, there was a big decline, and then she just couldn't take it anymore. So she called her closest friends, and we spent um, a weekend trying to kill her because it was harder than we How many thought. people were involved? There were um, one, two, three, four, five of us. All right, and so she, mm-hmm. she
0: reached out to you, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. and, and, and presented. Mm-hmm. How, how was that presented to you from, by her?
1: It was, well, let me tell you, you just, you, you you don't have to say the words, but we all knew. I mean, it was like all like, you know, she can't do it anymore. This is going to be the weekend. This is the right, this is, let's see. This and what was, what was the plan? The plan was to up all these different medications she had, right? That she had hospice at home, hospice worker, you know, they, it's illegal. Let me just say, right, it's illegal in California. So they just kind of retreat into the other room, right? Mm-hmm. And um, we had all these. First so of all, so this happens. So this ha- this happens, right? Um, so we're all there, and first of all, it was this amazing moment. Okay, so we get out this champagne, and she she hadn't been eating or drinking, and she got out her glass, and she yeah. was like a wine person, you yeah. Know? And we're all toasting her, yeah, and we're crying and laughing and I mean, it, w- it was like the thing it was the circle of love it yeah. was the good death it was going to be the whole thing right and then we start to up the medications there's a there's a um, drip a there's a morphine drip, drip. yeah there's uh, a patch there's yeah. a Haldolus patch there's suppositories, Opium suppositories. there's everything yeah. there's oxy Cotton, there's like, I mean, we could have made a fortune. There's a lot of good drugs, right? And we're, and she's conscious, she's conscious. But then, what happens during that night, Mark, was that she was so happy that we were all there that she couldn't let go. Okay, so she and 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 yeah, none of us ever done this before, so we. Tuck her in we're like this is great you know, like, you know we're ready to do the whole thing and um she keeps rousing every time she rouses we hear her, like we all go in we have a baby monitor on right and we after all,
0: you administered the medication right. okay. we all
1: go in and we like she's like i i uh i just can you move me okay like, sure whatever you need we move her around we tuck her in again we tell her we love her we do this whole thing mm-hmm. and then you know it gets later and later she's not going under we keep doing this yeah. and um Oh, oh, and then, uh, oh, God, so stupid. I had to wake her up because I realized we didn't have her computer password. And we weren't going to be able to get into her computer. And I said, Robin, don't die yet. We don't have your computer password. (laughs) Okay, get that over with. It's like 2 a.m. And she calls for us. And one of her friends and I go in. Mm -hmm. And she says to us, I just, I just, I need some more interaction. I need to walk around. And we said, no. No. No, Robin, you can't get up. And we tucked her in. And we walked out of the room. And we decided that we had to leave the house. That she was never going to be able to get into that you know deeper mm-hmm. coma thing you're supposed to get into unless we would leave
0: mm-hmm.
1: because it was too good mm-hmm. all us being together so we left her and in the end we didn't say goodbye in yeah. the end we left her alone And she was alone and she passed Oh, was uh, that was definitely something i did never realize that i was ne- i'm like <laughs> I'm not the bad this is not what i thought i'd ever be doing with her and do- doing in my lifetime i'm an actress i never even played a doctor on tv i played people who had panic attacks in hospital yeah, i didn't it was definitely um, definitely beyond my um, ex- life experience but what uh so uh yeah that was And and,
0: and how do you it. feel about it now? I mean you, you know when you...
1: Well after it happened I was just I thought oh my I, why did I do that? What was what was I thinking? What did, why, how, why did I think I could make that decision at that moment Well there was a group of you. Right but at that moment we made the decision cannot... we made the decision that it was time. And I thought oh my god it was selfish cuz I I didn't think we I didn't think we could go on any longer we were just completely wrung out you know i mean just we were all of us were so emotionally drained um and then and then i then i as time went on i I felt better about it although anyway my husband jeff he said to me like after like watching me really suffer he said you know i want you to know I, i really think you did the right thing but if i'm ever really sick I don't want to be alone in a hospital room with you. <laughs> it's like,
0: <outrageous.
1: laughs> it was really, it was, a, it was a moment.
0: Do you talk to the other people?
1: You know, um,
0: has there been sort of a, a, some kind of a grieving process? Uh,
1: we're all. Some people live in different cities, but I think we all feel really, and when when we do see each other, it's this thing. It's this incredible bond. I'm. I'll always that. That moment together was just, you know, a uh, big and yeah, I, I would can't always imagine. be, you know, something that that holds us together, all of us. So the thing is, you know, one thing you, I forgot to say this was that you know that is something that is one of the reasons why I wrote this book was it was in a sense also this thing about about. Um, I think when you're younger, I I didn't realize this too, like how important my peers would be sort of like this, this, Group of people that you go through life with, and 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 when, you, of course, you know, at a certain time in your life, and it's not like I don't have friends of different ages, and it's mm-hmm. this whole, and it's really good. It's yeah. you, you have to have this mix, but there's there is something, and if there's one thing good about Facebook, mm-hmm. you know, it really does reconnect you in a certain sense with um, people. Not that I want to see what everyone has had for dinner right. that I went to high school with, but there's something about uh how you holding up how you yeah how, yeah it's just sort of like <laughs> checking in with people and this thing that your sort of tribe your age of it, it, there's a there's a power to it to and and to i found and to, to, <laughs> to community and, and, and all those things that i just thought <laughs> i hated yeah I think I like many people of the narcissistic generation. I'm just I all, all my things are just so unique and individual. Uh-uh. And that was one of the reason why I wrote this book was like it's you know to share the experience. And there are things that I write about that uh other people who, women some there are some from women things like the uh the dreaded dry vagina. Uh-huh. Yeah, it's a really scary thought. I don't uh-huh. want to freak you out here, but like that, I never heard about that thing. Yeah. There are things you can do to help it. But uh, I've had some early <laughs> readers say to me, like, wow, I thought it was just me. I thought there was something wrong with <laughs> me. You know, what I mean, but this is this is like, <laughs> I, okay, I'm so embarrassed. I'm like going to be you like wrote The dry the book. vagina lady. Hey, there's that, like, no, what do you No, your vagina mean? is dry. Yeah. But you know, it this happens, is, huh? it, ha- it happens. This this really crazy things happen and it's good to to well, the like on, on the plus side, you're
0: still you know, using your vagina. It's
1: <laughs> still here since <laughs> 1961. Actually, there was at one point I thought I would just get, I don't have any tattoos, but uh-huh. I thought I'd get like closed for repairs, uh-huh. under new management. I, that's the only tattoo I was considering uh-huh. getting was putting like under new management right below my C-section uh-huh. scar. I just thought, Okay. <laughs> Is things have changed. Things are just a little bit different. That's where your biology really can sort of be confounding and catch up with you no matter how you feel. I feel well, so yeah.
0: Well let's talk about now you know, yes. because he's not uh-huh. here and you uh-huh. and you can speak freely uh-huh. and, and not, you know, do that thing you two do. I mean oh, you know, yeah what what of what what's it like to to age with somebody? I mean your marriage is still intact, that which is rare. And uh, you joke a lot about this or that, but, you know, yeah. obviously you love each other and you're there for each other. I mean, how has that changed?
1: I'll tell you something, you know, um, it doesn't make any sense. Marriage doesn't make any sense. Monogamy makes no sense whatsoever. But at this Aging point, you're going to tell someone, me. I, you know, I, listen, just because I'm doing something doesn't mean it's a good thing to do. You know, I never do what No, people, but, but in, in terms of, of yeah. like, you know,
0: being that you're speaking so, from a place. Yes. That is rare yeah that you you're still to, married
1: yeah today Yeah,
0: and mm-hmm. uh yeah i know that's cute and everything but like. i
1: don't oh, i mean that in a real sense this i i have no idea what the future holds i mean really i don't, I don't mean that in a i, don't, I just i mean this, it's just that's just it's so crazy because aging in front of someone is a terrible mistake okay i mean first of all there is some comfort to be had and like you know having that's the thing is when you've been with someone for a really long time there are things that only that you share that are just it is very i mean there are things i know we'll laugh about and things we share are very comforting however it's sort of like uh someone who has seen you it's sort of like okay i told jeff like years ago that he was getting gray and he just didn't believe me like i mean i'm watching it happen like you can see it happen and you have the memory of the past it's it's intense and then you know that like hey for instance he always tells me i look great right it occurred to me the other day he might just be being kind Mm -hmm. or not have his reading glasses on i mean it's not that I look necessarily so great, it's sort of like, oh, that's it's both fantastic and comforting and terrible. There's something terrible about witnessing. I mean, but it's the, okay, I understand that, but and
0: terrible, right? I but, but, but I
1: understand. I mean, look, Mark, I understand. But the I terrible understand.
0: is is your own projection.
1: No, I understand why. Like for instance, very successful, uh, wealthy men would seek out younger partners. I. Get it? Mm-hmm. You can just suck
0: the youth from their head. They yeah, did They're all vampires. Is that what you are say? Yes. has, yes,
1: and it's fantastic. I don't your know. Ability. You know, I. I don't know. Mark, w- wait so, a minute. So then, then you have someone who hasn't seen your failures. I mean, I mean but, but wait, wait, yeah, there's wait, there's what, something what? to be said
0: for that. Yeah, I understand. 100%. I've been, I've been the guy that's uh-huh. that's been with women twenty years younger than me. Uh-huh. And the one thing you always know. I mean, uh-huh. certainly it depends on how sensitive and how connected you need to be to another person. Mm-hmm. that there is the element of yeah, there is the element of youth and there is the element of but the other part of that is is like i'm old and you you know this is i'm grateful i guess Mm -hmm. but i'm not gonna i'm always gonna be old here and and if you do get emotionally invested in that situation Mm -hmm. the possibility for and i know it'd be hard for you to be sympathetic but the the possibility of of a a profound heartache you know at that age over something like that Mm -hmm. is 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 it's horrible and it's ridiculous and I know that's that's usually not where the sympathy lies it's like look at that sad old rich guy with a beautiful young woman. I hope he doesn't get hurt <laughs> No, that <is> not...
1: <laughs> I that did not occur to me I have to say that didn't occur to me but there's something you know there's something great and something terrible about it it's sort of like okay um this is this is gonna sound slight but it was really intense so when Jeff and I wrote a book together right and we went on tour together. There was something so terrible about, okay, you're on tour, and you know how you, you do things when you're traveling a lot, yeah. and, and you got your own way of being, sure. right? And, okay, so, and, and things are, the road can sound a lot better than it. Is oh yeah. I mean we we know this right. It's okay so when you're the alone. The very first right. The very first place we got to on the tour. Yeah. It was mm-hmm. like it was Kafka-esque. I mean it was it was this, this apartment. There was like a, a sheet slung over the window. It was tiny. It was dirty. Yeah. Not only that, but we laid down on the bed. We heard the key turn and someone walked in. What Some, kind of place was it? It was what, what do you one mean? of those like you know like a a apartment rental. Okay. But you know. Like, yeah. And they had rented it out twice. Uh-huh. And we were so tired because we had taken the red eye that we didn't even get out of bed. We just said, "I think you're here on the wrong day." <laughs> it's like it was <laughs> great, and, but the place was so depressing and horrible. Now, if I'd been alone, uh, no one would have known how terrible it was. I mean, it was dark, it was dank, it rusty. It, it was so you know, I could have just in my head like, "I'm not really here. I'm not really here. I'm only here for two days." Like I'm just but somehow we. When I saw it in Jeff's eyes, how terrible it really was, it was awful because we both witnessed each other in this terrible situation. And in a sense, that's what sort of aging together can be like. I mean-
0: That's such a, 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 a sort of mild example. I'm giving
1: you a mild example. You make that like to the 10th power. But I, I have to yes, assume that uh-huh. in
0: those moments, and I know Jeff a bit, that, that there has to be some gratitude- that you're with this person. There has to be some warmth there. There is. Some some... of it
1: is in the abstract and when (laughs) separated by many miles. Okay. Um, You know, there absolutely is. But it is also, it's daunting. And you do see why. I mean, this is one of those things, though, that I really do feel about this moment in your life. You know, you're sort of faced with a choice. And you have to ask yourself things like, "Am I going to continue in a certain way, or am I going to change? Am I going to go on this way?" And I really don't know what the future will hold. Well, and, okay. and 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 I mean, like, I mean, I've said this and about my own psychology. I'm someone who you just always took a lot of pleasure in, suff- in suffering. Just sort of my nat- I just suffering, and I don't do that so defined much anymore. by complaining. Defined. No, you know, oh, just in, no, even silence up, you know, even just, you know, just I can turn anything and suffer about it. Yeah, sure, you know, and I, I mean, I always thought just these people who go and find happiness in daily activities, what's wrong with them? And I'm kind of one of them now. Where do you think that came from, though?
0: What do you think that was, was that fear? Where do you think that that because to me, it's like I,
1: to me, part of it is this thing of like uh, this anxiety of like, oh, trying to get to be someone else or 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 be in this place in my life and status and all these things. And by sort of accepting at the end, it took me to this moment of of really hitting this midlife thing to say, you know what? I'm not becoming, I'm not going, I'm just me. It may every I I may have middled out of my career In my what I'm it's okay and making my peace with that. Just
0: just to be yourself and be open and and not be so hard on yourself to have some vulnerability to try new things well that's not so simple but 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 ultimately I know for me that if I'm being stifled by myself because I go fuck that person that can't do any good that person that can't make that person happy who would go to that dumb group thing who would do this who would do that and usually it's just sort of me being aggravated by like well then I gotta go and there's gonna be a person there and I gotta do a thing and then once you're in it you're like Right. Okay. <laughs> I joined a choir.
1: I joined a choir. Right That's now, sweet. it's a non-denominational choir. It's non-audition because I'm. No one wants to hear me sing. I mean, it's just not even people in the choir that I, I can't sing. I love it. We and it's fucking awesome. It makes me. It gives. It's like an injection of joy. But I just wouldn't have done it in the past because I'm not a joiner and I don't want to.
0: But this do is the saddest things. thing. The saddest what? thing about what we're talking about here is uh-huh. that you know we're a generation of people that were hobbled by our vanity. Mm-hmm. It, it, is really what it is. It is that you know we you know we're too cool for school. We you know we had we had big plans for ourselves. We felt like we were entitled to these ideas taking you know actually happening coming to fruition. And you know it took us a long time to realize that life doesn't work like that. Mm-hmm. And I might have missed some of these small things. That could bring me a lot of very deep and human joy because uh, you know it seems to me a vanity and ridiculous ambition that was based on fucking entitlement.
1: D- d- yes, <laughs> I'm just gonna say yes. It's I think that's I think that's all true, and I I also think you know it's not just that it's not just that kind of neurosis it's cultural it's the cultural message that you get to that you, to be, be becoming something and status i mean it, this is this is not just individuals this is part of the american dream you know and i think that you know in terms of you know this age we're also a generation where some of us will never do as well as our parents i mean we're living in a different economic climate i mean there's 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 other factors that work besides our our own psychology there's messages that you get in the culture i mean it's not we don't we don't just live in a in a vacuum but, but,
0: but yeah i know but know? i also think a lot of this is um not necessarily leisure leisure class but middle class and upper middle class problems i mean there there are there are plenty of people that 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 may have aspirations but acknowledge their limitations earlier on and 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 put a lot of stress on community on choir on on you know uh, deepening relationships with friends because okay. that's what life is made of
1: okay that's some is reason true. you know for that some reason, true. we
0: decided our life was made out of, like, I'm going to be the king of something. That's I'm going to be the best at something. Okay. I'm going to be recognized by everybody for what I do.
1: That's okay. That is true. And I mean, also, one of the things that was driving me, and I, I, you know, this is not a memoir. I mean, this is a collection of essays. And I just say that because I each each story in the book is about a different aspect that I felt dealt with getting older, whether it was class, whether it was, it was, um, there is some, you know, whether it was the way you look the way your health, I mean, taking care of my parents help. But I mean, these, the all these different that's a sandwich generation issue when you're, you're got kids at home, and you're taking care of your parents. But um, but I do also write about you know just something that was driving me, which was you know poverty i mean I had no money and I would not I had nothing, and so it was just everything was driving me towards you know i was had just desperate uh desperate uh anxiety and well, I think that's
0: something that isn't talked about then not uh-huh. in this room that much. Is that you know you and Jeff are in show business. Mm-hmm. You know Jeff was a writer on the original Ben Stiller show and has uh-huh. sort of chipped away at, at at getting writing jobs in entertainment. You were involved as an actress and a host on television and, uh-huh. and as a writer. And that I I think that we are looked at as these these immature people that 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 built their lives on this ridiculous dream of show business. But I think that both of you obviously have worked. But I, I never talk about that that weird moment you know with a couple or with a parent or with people uh-huh. in this business where you're like well this shit's drying up and 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 something hasn't locked in that would enable me to stash enough money to to sort of ride out a while and i and i think that's a that's a a, a distressing and real thing
1: yeah well i mean i mean you know i mean there's this it goes back you know i i mean i grew up in a family where my dad was a gambler and um still is and uh and then then there was no money uh, I, there was no money in my 20s. There was no money. I dropped out of school. I, I worked, uh, so I passed out flyers on the street. I had the, the person, you know, the person that's panning up flyers on the street? That was my job. It's was a terrible job. But what was your was dad's job,
0: job other than gambler?
1: Uh, well, no, he had businesses. He, he had art galleries. There were tax sheltered art galleries. He had a fast food chain. He had a, a, a restaurant. A he a had He had a hustler. He had uh, softcore porn uh you name it uh, he had uh, all these different business he actually he was roped in in the ab scam scandal um because he and my mother went to a party uh to meet the arab sheik who they were told wanted to invest in the film industry and my mom said she knew something was wrong because they served cheese whiz on Ritz crackers as d'oeuvre. order was like oh, these people don't have money i mean this is this is my brain but and then you know there been there nice were money knew. my mother knew they had, they had. Sometimes my dad would have a Rolls Royce. Sometimes he'd have a, a Chevy Nova. So you grew up with I a mean, tremendous was, amount of chaos was, and inconsistency. It, it was. And then, I mean, I for some crazy reason, my sister went to law school. She became a banker. My sister was very, like, she took the straight and narrow path. I went into show business, big surprise, from background like that. But, I mean, I've always worked. And I am just... I'm just a really practical person, and in in this book, I also wrote about you know, I mean, at this age, I also got a kid, I got a mortgage, I started doing jobs that I I went back I went back to making commercials, like mm-hmm. just you know, I mean, doing whatever I have to do, I have to make a living. I'm a working person, you know, um, and uh, that was very humbling I mean not like commercials like I'm doing the endorsement for for aD yeah. I mean y- you know I'm the, the woman shopping at staples yeah looking for the the 20% off coupon mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. but this what well, I I had this thing I mean and this happened at this age maybe it should have happened earlier where I was like who the fuck? cares what I do for a living. I got a, I got a kid, I got a house, whatever. I mean, if I had other skills, believe me, I would do any, I mean, I just, I just, it's very humbling. And, and, you know, that kind of humility is actually, you know, it's, it's not bad for the soul. I've tried, I try on a daily basis, not to be identified, not with what I do, just to, just to try to let go of that because it was really killing me it was really hurting my daily quality of life i felt like a failure i felt like a failure when i was starring on two tv series at the same time because i wasn't starring in a movie i always have managed to feel like a failure no matter what i was doing and so you know maybe that says more about me than anybody else but this was my own personal battle
0: no, I think a lot of people feel like that.
1: Well, because it's like, oh, you have to keep going. Yeah, But we not, were
0: told yeah. that we, you know, along the same lines as, you know, us not making as much money as our parents made. There was also this idea that because of their wealth and success or their their place in the world that we could do whatever we wanted
1: right that didn't, that's, that's it's a, a bad it's, message
0: it's it, it kind of is
1: yeah and I tried, you can, you can you know, try you can to try to do whatever
0: you want right but at some point you have to be able to say like well I wanted this but yes. I, I don't think it's going to happen this is that. this
1: is one it, and that is knowing your limitation
0: this is something my friend John Daniel mm-hmm. told me early on uh, so you know what he said that being a grown up is realizing your limitations
1: right this is one thing I do feel good about with my with our son uh, who's 15 is that I feel like hey we by, by being middly having middle middled out uh-huh. you know we're not so successful that it's going to intimidate him yeah. he's, like, he's <laughs> like he doesn't have to like worry about like doing better than us
0: but it sounds like he's a, a good kid aside from having weed occasionally right?
1: uh yeah you know he's uh he's he's a very uh, he's engaging you know like, and i know i know there's a good brain in there so
0: you just but hope. he hasn't gone bad he's not in trouble
1: is there a date that kids go bad, and then Maybe. is there like an expiration? Oh, look, they no, got he, to the he, thing and troubled. they go bad. Um, you know, I, you know, I'm afraid to say anything okay. out loud, Mark, because you know it's like a it's like saying it, and then okay. You know, and, you and you and Jeff are know. okay despite you know, okay.
0: whatever the bullshit thing you do all the time.
1: We're 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 still still here. We're still <laughs> here. How's that? We're still. Still going. still going, you know. Uh, so that is something, you know. That it's uh, that uh, endurance, fortitude. There's no, you know. There's wedding announcements in newspapers. The uh-huh. Huffington Post has uh-huh. a divorce column. Where is the section of the paper that's called like uh, "Still Here"? Still at it? Still at it? <laughs>
0: yep. Because you know, I something. Jeff, uh, Jeff, and Annabelle overcame a major obstacle yesterday.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, just 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 sharing
0: a what kitchen. What to do with, what to do with so... the with the weed they found oh, man, in their kids' my day, husband has dresser. no
1: idea that it's in my car. He just he he's no idea in that i done this.
0: I think that's the more troubling in, thing. In the safe that you no longer have the key. Safe of. that
1: I don't have the key. We should take a picture of that. What am I going to do with this? It's ridiculous. But you know there is you know there's this thing. me Mark. You know, uh, people get divorced. Uh, then they then they they lose weight. They go on diets. They go on dates. Even when the States are bad. They're good stories. Yeah. I mean, it's a new beginning. Yeah, this is what's so hard as Americans. I think it's a very American thing. You know, is like this. This we've lost this value of like endurance. Uh-huh. I'm not even saying it's a good value. I'm, but we have lost it. Uh-huh. Definitely, we we value being new pried, being
0: pride. Proud of of, of, of yeah the, of endurance. Yeah,
1: it's it's new. I want the you know all oh, my yeah, computer's yeah. not working. I'm going to get a new one. Yeah. The, I'm tired of that planned that. obsolescence. Exactly. You know, um, I mean, it's it's I can't believe I'm, I, uh, I, I, I'm the one saying I never intended to get married. First of all, I never intended to have kids. It's all been a surprise for me. Uh-huh. It's been going on for a while now, yeah. but it was a surprise. Was not, I was raised by, by a mother who was in this like feminist thing where she didn't do it. But she told me I could, you know, be yeah. anything. And, sure. and I, she didn't raise me to be a wife and a mother. And I mean, that's not everything I am, but it is part of what I was been a big surprise.
0: So, so the uplifting message is what? <laughs> it's better away? than
1: death, <laughs> aging. It's better than death. How's that? If you say it cheerfully enough,
0: I like it. Given the alternative,
1: it's, given the alternative, getting you old is okay. Just go for it.
0: Well, yeah. thank you for talking to me. Oh, thanks for listening. Do we, you all right? Oh yeah, I am.
1: Okay, I am. <laughs>
0: That's it. That's our show. Uh, Justcoffee.coop is available at WTFpod.com. I'll give you one. Ugh, this is I've been sitting here all day. Pow! Ah, just shit my head. Pants. Oh boy. Oh boy. Boomer lives!